You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praisecc.org. They, they tell you how low these prices are on these, on these products, and it blows their mind. Literally, their head goes, poof. Ephesians 1. I'm telling you right now, it will blow your mind. And if you don't believe me, I, I have two sermons here. I have one wrapped around the Amplified Bible, and I have one using the King James Version. So up on the screen today, you're going to see some King James Scripture, and I handed out the whole... Ephesians 1 and the Amplified. So you get bonus tracks today here. So you go home and you look through that Amplified one and you can just see how he takes a scripture and he just expands it and it Amplified. It's amazing. And I'm telling you, it's like, I can't get over it. I cannot get away from Ephesians 1. I mean, I've tried. I said, Father God, I said, would you please give me a revelation of what I'm supposed to preach on? And he says, I want you to preach on Revelation. <laughs> And wisdom. And I said, Father God, I want you to open up and give me a revelation. I want to be able to go out and preach the word, not just at Praise Community Church, but I want to go out and I need a revelation. I need a word that says that I'm supposed to go out and 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 preach the word somewhere else. Aside from what I do here at church. And I get it, and then we get an email from this lady out of Country Meadows nursing home and says, We need someone to come do church. And I'm like, I'll come do church. So it's like if you just if you just ask, he'll reveal. And Ephesians is so amazing. So I'm going to be jumping, I'll be jumping around a little bit. But I want to start with one thing. And it's all about redemption. So when you take Ephesians 1 and you, you pack it all together, there's so many good things in there. And I'm going to read through Ephesians 1 right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to I just want you to, and I'm going to read it through in the, in the King James. And it's going to be up on the, on the board for you. And you just, I'm going to start in verse 3. And I dare you just to start taking those and attaching them to you. Because you know what? what? What Paul talks about a revelation is something that's already in you. Boom. If you have a storehouse full of grain or corn and it's full, you don't have to lay awake at night going, I wonder if my storehouse is full. Because you packed it full. What Jesus did at the cross is he packed your storehouse full. He said, you know what, if you just receive and believe what I have, what I've done for you, your storehouse is full. So each and every one of you are just power-packed, full of blessing, full of, of great wisdom, of great might, of great strength. You have in you the power to lay hands on and, and heal the sick. You do. Because why? Because Jesus said we would have it. And he says, I'm going to guarantee you that by sending the Holy Spirit as my guarantee, not only for your life today, but that you'll spend eternity with me. This is Ephesians 1. I dare you to go home and read it today. You'll just drop the mic and your head will go poof. It's amazing. It's like to me the greatest scripture. And, and I say that every time. So, I mean, it gets redundant because I stand up here and go, oh, there goes Pastor Mark saying this is the greatest scripture ever. But this one to me is just is, it's off the hook. And so I'm going to start in verse 3, okay? And this, I mean, I mean, you could just stop there. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us 
with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that he would be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, which is understanding, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to, I'm just going to stop there. You have to see this, that he talks about in Ephesians 1, it's according to. Everything he says is according to. So I just want you to, to plant that seed in you. It's not a portion of, or just a little piece of, it's according to, and I'll get to that. According to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together one and all things in Christ, which are in heaven, which are on earth, in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance. We got it. Being predestined according to the purpose of him who, walks, who works all things according to the counsel of his will. That we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. And then this is great. In him you also trusted, that's you. After you heard the word of truth, which is the gospel of salvation, which is the good news, in whom also you believed it, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. Verse 14 is talking about, we have a spirit, soul, and body, right? Our, we have a born-again spirit. So our born-again spirit is sealed, when we become a Christian, is sealed by the Holy Spirit. Vacuum-packed. If you guys can or vacuum-packed stuff, I know that Jeff does... And some of you guys at hunt, you take your stuff, it's sealed, right? Nothing get into it. So that's, we, he talks about that. But in verse 14, he's talking about later on in life that your perfect body in heaven. So he says, I've sent you this Holy Spirit to seal you from the inside so nothing can get to you. Your, your, your Holy Spirit's perfect. Okay? But I also sent it to you as a guarantee, like a deposit on what you're going to have later in life. So it's, it's awesome all the way around. You get the Holy Spirit today forever, and you get to utilize him, and, and he works through you. He gives you ideas. Uh, he's not a condemner. He's an advocate, a lifter-upper, if that's such a word. That's who he is. And he says, but and I only didn't just send it for you now, but later in life and in heaven, you're going to have a glorified body. It's going to be perfect. And my Holy Spirit is that guarantee of that. He says, I'm going to stamp you with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to take my, his ring, you know, like in a king or somebody would take a, their, their signet and they would put it in wax and they would put it on a, the seal of an envelope. And when it came to you, you were like, oh my gosh, this is from the king. And nobody ever touched it. Nobody ever opened it. It was, it was the king. And that's what Jesus has done. He sealed, sealed us with the Holy Spirit. And so can, I just want to ask you this one question. And I asked this to our Bible study the other day because I, I just love it because it really... It really is a, is a good question. Do you remember one gift or one blessing that you got somewhere along your life? I see John over there. He got a microscope one time. I see Stan. Stan got a, I called it a motorbike, but I think it's actually a motorcycle, right, Stan? I didn't know these things. You have, when you talk to people who ride motorcycles, don't call them motorbikes. <laughs> um... My, Cassie, my wife, she's not here. She's in Phoenix today. She got an oven. Her dad made her an oven for Christmas one time. 
I think what Dan told me, he says, I was blessed, he said, with a loving family that, that brought me up the right way. So when I got out into the real world, I, 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 was, I was doing pretty good. And then I think about these things. Mine was a pogo stick. You remember what a pogo stick was? We lived in Phoenix when I was little, and I got this pogo stick, and my brother and I got these things for Christmas. We always got the same gift all the time, which was cool because we, there was no fighting or little fighting. And, uh, <laughs> and so I got this pogo stick, and my brother and I would literally go around the block on it, like one street block, and not stop. That's how good we got at these things, until the spring finally just went dead. We killed the pogo stick, right? <laughs> but it was a great gift. I'll never forget it. I mean, I've been blessed with so many blessings from people here at this church that, I mean, I could write a book. But what Paul is saying in, 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 in verse 3, it says, you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Because of your hard work? Because of the salvation of your mom? Because of the salvation of your husband or wife? He says, no. Because you're in Christ. In Christ. It means you've You've, you've recognized that you need a Savior, and you've called out to him. In the first 14 verses of Ephesians 1, he uses in him or in Christ 11 different times. It's important to him. You read through it. In him, in him, in Christ. And in the book of Ephesians, he uses that term, in him or in Christ, 35 times. And the Apostle Paul, in his letters to us, or back then to them, but they're written to me, 164 times he used it as a derivative of in Christ or in him or in whom. It must be important. So Paul takes what Christ did on the cross, right? And he says, because you believe in him, in him is in you. He says, you are blessed with all spiritual blessings. Poof, right there, right, Jason? You can't get past that. You can't say that I, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not qualified enough, I'm not rich enough, I'm not holy enough, I'm not spiritual enough, I don't pray enough, I don't read my Bible enough. Those are, he says, you've been blessed with all spiritual blessings. Everyone. The same ones that Jesus was blessed with, you are blessed with. As we see later in Ephesians 1.17, what does he say? He says, I pray that you would get a, a spirit of wisdom and Revelation, I think Jim talked about that today, of who you are in Christ, basically what he says. And that's what we need to ask God every single day. God, what do you have for me? Give me something new. Give me a revelation. Am I supposed to go to this college? Am I supposed to work at this job? You know, if something's not right, ask God. He always answers. So it's in him. And there's seven, and one thing I want to share quickly too is, it's about redemption. He says, in him, we have redemption. Once again, through our hard work, through a keeping of the law, through keeping of all the religious holidays, in him. Period. Exclamation point. Whatever you want to put on there. It's amazing. And I know that I've preached about, in Ephesians 1 before, and I've preached about 2 Corinthians 5.17 before. They always come back because it's so important to understand. Because I look out here and I see many new faces. And a lot of times we sit up here and we look this way, we don't see the new faces. But there's new people that come in here every single week. And it's our job as pastors to make sure everybody's getting fed the word. 
but it's also our job to remind the people who have been fed the word to get a revelation of who they are in Christ and that they would give a revelation of how they would go out and reach more people. There shouldn't be an empty seat in this church. I know you can't drag people to church, but the message is so good about Jesus Christ and what he's done for us that it, we should have a... I mean, I look at Joel Osteen's church and he's got 20,000 people or 16,000 people. Why don't we have that here? We're going to spend a bunch of government money building a hotel and a, and a hockey rink. Why wouldn't we just build an 8,000-seat church? Now, I coach hockey. <laughs> I'm saying, that thing's pointless compared to spreading the news about Jesus Christ in a big old church. It's good news, is it not, Dave? It's great news. I mean, it's so amazing that, you know, and there's seven redemptive names of God. And I'm jumping around here, but I'm just, I'll get somewhere. I'm, I'm on fire, and I'm happy today. <laughs> My wife sent me a message today, Cassie. She said, you are anointed to preach, and she put in brackets, the almost too good to be new, true news about the gospel. And that's what it is. You look at, you look at Ephesians and say, that's, that's nearly impossible. And that's how God is. He's like, that is, it's just so good. And he says, there's seven redemptive names of God, and Pastor Jeff has preached on this many times about the names of God, and I know uh, other people have too. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is presence. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Ra, the Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my victory. Jehovah Sikanu, the Lord my righteousness. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer. I am the Lord that heals thee. And what do all those things have in common? They're for now. They're not when you're going to get to heaven. And they're not back there when Abraham and Moses and all these people were walking in the covenant and, and you know, behind the veil and all these things. These are for now. Because Christ is in you. The hope of glory. So blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That's amazing. He's reminding us of what Jesus did, Paul, and he says, it's in you. He says, you cannot go looking for any more of the redemptive qualities of God. You can't pray enough. You can't go to church enough. You can't sing enough. Jason could double his worship time and say, we're going to worship every day because we just feel like we need to get some more blessings from God. And I would tell Jason, that's really good that you're going you're gonna to do that. But do you realize that all the blessings are already on the inside of you? What's going to happen is when you, when you commit your life to doing the things of God, he's going to pour those things out of you. You're just a conduit, right, Jason? Poof. And here they come. So we get in the word. So here's what you are because of your redemption in Christ. And see if you can keep up with me. I'm just going to go through them. You're blessed. You're chosen. You're holy. You're blameless. You've been adopted. You're accepted. You're redeemed. You're forgiven. He, God, superbounds towards us. He's given us wisdom. He's given us understanding. He's revealed things to us. We are heirs. We are pre-picked. And we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Amen, right? That's in one, that's 14 verses. The rest of the Bible is even, is amazing. Think about that. This is who God says you are. And he uses the Apostle Paul through revelation, because Paul got wisdom and revelation through God, to speak that to you. Someone says you're not smart enough. You're poor. Your family was always poor. You're just going to be poor the rest of your life. 
I would disagree with that. And I'd say, well, you've been blessed with all spiritual blessings. You need to ask Father God to give you a revelation of how to change your situation. Working harder isn't always the right answer. I coach hockey, as you know it. And I hear every coach in our league that we played against, there's 70-some teams last year, and we ended up winning the national championship, a lot of you guys know. And everyone would say, we need to work harder. If we work harder, we will win. And you know what our philosophy was? Work smarter. Work harder or work smarter. And I say, if you're a Christian, you just need to work smarter. You need to figure out what the blessings say and how to release them in your life. Because a lot of times Christians get burned out because they're working harder. I'm just not doing enough. We should be doing, but we should be doing after we get a revelation of what God has put on our heart. We just don't do for the sake of doing. We think because we do enough stuff, we're going to feel better about ourselves, and we're going to get this mighty relationship with God. He's already done everything. He says, work smarter. He says, and I'll show you how blessed you are. In verse 7 it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. And this is my favorite of the whole Ephesians 1. According to the riches of his grace. There's that little phrase, according to. You know what that means? I think I mentioned it a little bit. It means that you are on par with what he has to offer. I mean, so if, if God to me is the wealthiest of wealthiest, and Jesus came and it was God in the flesh, And when Jesus left, he says, I'm going away because I need to go away, and you're going to do greater things than me. And he says, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's going to be my guarantee. So I'm going to plant myself inside you, that you're so blessed, he says. He says, I've given to you according to what I am. You with me so far? Now, if Jesus would have just said, you know, I'm going to leave here, Peter. I'm going to leave here, guys, and I'm just going to give you this little piece of me, have a good day. And away he goes. Now think about it. If you got one or two of the blessings of God or Jesus in your life, amazing. What would you pick, Leslie? I don't mean to put you on the spot. (laughs) I'm just teasing you. Um, One or two. Okay, so he gives me one or two. I'm like, that's pretty good. And I just content and I lay back in my spiritual hammock and I kick back and I get to heaven, right? But he says, I've given you all, all, every one, according to. Let me, let me see if I can help you out with this story. Everybody, most of you remember a man by the name of J.D. Rockefeller. Is it J.D. Rockefeller? John G. Rockefeller? I forget his name. Rockefeller. Rich guy, right, Doug? Well, apparently, back when he was walking around uh, New York and, and during the Depression, he would give a dime to these poor people who were on the street, And he'd have his picture taken with him because he thought, I'm doing a really good thing. And he'd get his picture taken, you know, like a little selfie or something back there in 1929. And, and a dime was pretty good back then. So 10 bucks, right? But here's the thing. If Rockefeller would have gave these people according to his riches, what do you think he would have to give them? A chauffeured limousine? penthouse on Park Avenue, big fat bankroll, right? Does that make sense now? He wasn't giving people anything on par with what he had. He was just giving them a little portion, like flipping a dime. It's like you flipping someone a dime right now would be nothing, right? 
But what, what the Apostle Paul says, he says, we have been given redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to his riches in heaven. That changes the game for me, folks. Because it says, that is so much better than just saying, I just got this little piece, which would be good, right, Jim? But Jim has the, the whole enchilada. He's got everything. And he says, now not only do I ha- have I given you everything, I want to pour it out in your life. What are you looking for today, church? What do you need today? Who do you want to bless today? Father God says, I can use you. I can use you because I've already planted on the inside of you my son, my Holy Spirit. He said, it's just ready to come out of you. If you're here today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're missing out. Number one, you're missing out. You're going to be going somewhere besides up there later in life. And that's not a good deal for you. But you're missing out on all the spiritual blessings that he's blessed with us in the heavenly realms today. Who wants that? Who wants more? So what Father God says is, I, I've already given you more than enough. And he goes on to say in Revelations 117, we'll get there, ask and you shall receive. He says in verse 13, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. How many people here have heard the word of truth? Okay? I'll use myself as an example. Grew up, grew up in Catholic school or in a, whatever you want to call it, denominational. I'm not bagging on anybody, but I grew up there. I really did not hear the word of truth. Okay? I come to Praise Community Church, and there's this guy up there, Jeff, and I'm like, okay, I'll listen. I'll come. He's back there for some of you who don't know him. He's, 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 he's present today. <laughs> and I heard the word of truth. Okay? Let me get to the right spot here. I got everything highlighted, but it, I got too many highlighters. And what was he preaching? He was preaching the good news, the gospel of salvation. The gospel means good news. If you're hearing bad news about who you are not in Christ and people are condemning you all the time, that's not the good news. The good news is about who you are in Christ, and it's good. Okay? And then I had to believe. I had to sit back, and I had to let the Holy Spirit work in me and when he did, I had a choice. I heard the Holy Spirit multiple times saying, this is for you. And I'll be honest with you, it took a few weeks. I'd go home on Sunday night after going to church sometimes, and I would sit there, and I watched a lot of programs back then. I watched, you name it, Christian TV. I inundated myself. But my favorite one at the time was I'd go watch Joel Osteen at 10.30 o'clock at night, and then I'd just wait for him to give the salvation message at the end of the night. And I would just right along with Joel. And finally, McCaskey's like, I think it's done. you're done. You don't have to do that anymore. You know? But I believed. And then I was sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. That is so good. And he's my guarantee. So you've got to hear the word. So if you're here today and you're a Christian and you're not somehow spreading the word, start spreading it. It's not a condemnation thing. Just do it in a way you... The, the, you know how. You don't always have to preach the word like, like Pastor Jeff does or, or, or sing worship songs like Jason you know, around people. But you can be the Bible. You can be the Jesus that they don't know just in your words and your action. We're supposed to love others. How do we love others? Just love on them. 
And it's the gospel of your salvation. And then, so he says here, and I'll go back. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his glory, which he made to abound towards us. You know what that word abound actually means, Jeannie? Superabound. Just like when in the one scripture says, be filled with the Holy Spirit, it's be being filled. It doesn't make sense. But this one says, I'm not only going to abound towards you, but you, know, you can have a blessing abound towards you because you have a wealthy parent or you have a, a rich spouse, and you could be blessed with some extra things. So that would abound towards you. But what Paul is saying is, because of your relationship with Christ and all the blessings that he has put in you, God himself is super abounding towards you. So just think, if you're, really, if you're a wealthy person here today, and you've done all this on your own, and you've worked hard, just think if you would allow God to come in now and see how much he would super abound toward you and super bless your business, super bless your marriage, super bless your school, whatever it is. That's what God wants to do. And what the Apostle Paul is always telling us, to me, and we've studied in our Bible study Galatians, Ephesians, um, Romans, he doesn't reinvent the wheel. If you read the book of Colossians tonight when you go home and you read the book of Ephesians, you're like, these things are like identical. Because there's no new message from Paul. It's the same thing. It's like, it's all about what he did. And I'm a reminder to that. And he sends letters out all over. Like the letter to the, the Ephesians, it just didn't go to the church of Ephesus. It went all over Africa. You know, I read some, I read some people, uh, some commentaries. It went everywhere. This is Paul preaching the, the good news to everybody. And the thing is, in Ephesus, they had this big stadium that had like 50,000 people. When someone told me one time that maybe they had 100,000 believers in Ephesus at the time, they would pack that stadium. You know, like if you're watching the Olympics and that stadium is just huge. They'd be there listening to people spread the word of God. We talk about our little tent revivals or Azusa Street, which are awesome. I mean, I just get jacked up when I hear about those things. But just think about the revival back there in Ephesus. Huge. It's amazing. And so I'm going to finish with the scripture, but I'm going to read this. So he tells us all about everything, all the great things we got going on in us because of our relationship with Christ. You're blessed. You're redeemed. You're forgiven. Remember I read all those to you? Did you write them all down? There's going to be a test later down in the Praise Cafe. You're blessed, you're chosen, you're holy, you're blameless. You've been adopted, you've been accepted, you've been redeemed, you've been forgiven. I superabound towards you. You got wisdom, you got understanding. You have revelation, you're heirs, and you're sealed. Then he goes on to say in verse 15, which is always a great thing in scripture when you see uh, the word therefore. Because he says therefore after he's listed out all this amazing stuff, right? So he says, because of all these great things that you got, these blessings and everything, therefore, he says, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. So this is Paul writing to the Ephesians there. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. 
You can take verse 19 and go read Romans 8, 11 after you read that one. It pretty much says the same thing. And he says, it's far above all the principality and power and might and dominion and in every name that is named, not only in this age, but the age to come. And here's the kicker for you guys. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. That's us. Which is the body. That's us. And the fullness of him who, who fills all in all. This is Paul saying, Jesus has given all authority to us, the believers, and we are the church. We are the body of Christ. Isn't that amazing? That's just, that's just amazing news to me. But as I go back, when he says, therefore, he's talking to these people about how they, they love Jesus and they show people love. That, that's a good starter, right, for being a Christian? But he says, I want you to get a revelation of what I just told you about there in the first 14, 15 chapters. That's what he's saying. Because he goes on to say that may, may, you, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of who? Your good works, your good deeds, your extra giving to the doers of the word. You know, I just, no, he's, which, which are all great things. But he's saying, because you're in him. That's what he says. That's amazing to me. And he says that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. He's talking to believers. I believe he's talking to spirit-filled believers that, that were doing pretty good because he says, you are the saints and you've been praying for people and you love on people. You're doing pretty good. He says, but there's more. He says, I want you to be enlightened. I want your hearts to burst. I want your minds to be opened to all those blessings that I just laid out for you so that you just don't settle for loving others, which is great, that you would not settle till all these things would manifest in your life and you'd be just super blessed. Who, under, who gets that with me? Who wants that? That's amazing. That's what he's telling. He's telling believers. So most of you here today, I want to take for granted our believers, right? So this is the Apostle Paul speaking at you. Here's a list of everything that I've done for you through the cross, through Jesus, and I've planted that, all that inside of you. He says, I want you to get a revelation of who you really are, and I want you to live life from that revelation. Because many of us here today have been told so many lies about who we aren't and who, we, and who other people think we are that that has been trapped in our brain. And God says, that's not who you are. Let's get a revelation of who you really are, and then you can do great and mighty things. And he says, then he goes on to say, uh, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Same thing he did to Jesus. Healing power. The laying on hands power. The casting out demon power. All that power that Jesus had, he says, I put that on the inside of you. So you can go and do the same thing. You'll do greater things, he said, than I did. Isn't that amazing? He says, it's the same power that raised Christ from the dead. There's no greater power than when Jesus was raised from the dead. Think about it. It's the only one that raised from the dead and is said in heaven. The only one. Just think of the power that took place. And God says, you know what? I'm going to put that on the inside of you. Now, maybe sometimes you, as a new believer, maybe you've been in church your whole life, you're like, I just don't get that. There's no way. That God is so big, he's so sovereign, he's so out there, that I, I just don't get it. I'm here to tell you, God is all those things. And Jeff has talked about it this summer. He is big. He's sovereign. He's all these things. But he's also on the inside of you, the believer. 
to the person of the Holy Spirit. Thank God that, that to me, that he dumbed it down enough that I can understand it. I just don't sit here and go, it's just too much. God is just too big. I just don't get it. What, I, what blows my mind is, that is who I am? That is what I'm blessed with? That's really me? How do I get these to manifest in my life? How do I get these and share them with other people? I mean, we've been bumping around long enough trying to just to get to the next day. See, when God raised Jesus from the dead, he didn't give us just enough power to just squeak into heaven. Like I said, you've been watching the Olympics? You're just like, you're like Usain Bolt. It's like he just like runs by people and just waves at them. I'm out of here. Good luck. That's the same power that God has said. Like when we're running, it's like running the race in life like Paul was talking about. It's like there's nobody even behind us. Katie Ledecky in the pool. She, by, she, she finished 11 seconds ahead of the next person. She could have went to McDonald's and came back. <laughs> she pounded them. And when she got in that pool, I guarantee you she's like, these people are done. It's not even going to be close. I guarantee you that's her mindset. That's your mindset as a Christian. There's nothing, no weapon formed against me that's going to prosper, and I'm just going to live life the way God wants me to live it, and I'm going to be victorious. It says that in, in the book of Romans 8, that we're more than conquerors. We have the victory. So what's my point in all this? I probably jumped around, and, but I, 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 I just want to be that reminder today of what you've been already blessed with. Every spiritual blessing. Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And he chose you in him. And he chose us before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame. You're holy. You're a saint. You're righteous. You're without blame. Why? Not because of your deeds. Because of your confession and your belief. And he says we have redemption through his blood. Forgiveness of our sins according to the riches. There's so much more. Don't get, just don't get stuck at forgiveness of sins. That's great. Just don't think, you know what? Jesus came and died for me and my sins are forgiven. That is an amazing thing. Don't get me wrong. But there's more. Get out there and share that message. Get out there and live the life that, that he's called you to live. I think I'm done, Jason. All sickness, disease, addiction. You Come on up, Jason, if you want. Depression, recession, poverty is under his feet. It says in verse 22, he put all things under his feet. And stomp on the devil's head. That's what he says. So I'm just going to encourage you today. And I'm going to pray for us. And I'm going to have Pastor Jim and, and Mary and have Jeff and Jane are back there and want to pray. That if you need a little kickstart, a little boost, you need someone to come in agreement with you about who you really are and, and just come up there. You don't have to... If you want to, you can, but you don't have to lay out the whole sordid affair. You just say, I just need some more revelation. But here's the thing today. If you don't come up for prayer, that's, that before you go to bed tonight, you just need to sit your head on your pillow and you say, Father God, I pray unto you that you would give me a, a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of who you are and what you want to do in my life. Amen.
Thanks for listening. For more information about Praise Community Church, including gathering times and events, please visit us at praisecc.org.